Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. We come to ace time. Let's get the work in, man. Let's go. Great day. Great day. Oh, give me some juice, baby. Let's go. Turn it up, man. Turn it up. Football Friday. Playoff football Friday. We don't have to wait around. No. We never have yes. to wait around no, this time. No, no. Yeah, hop right to it. We get to watch football. The very first game of the wild card weekend. The best weekend in all of sports, typically. And then we get to enjoy all of the other uh, waiting to see who the Texans play yes. next week. Yes. And then possibly you always have the chance of an extra rest day when you play the first game of the weekend. Absolutely. That's always the bonus. Absolutely. I, I left the house this morning, and you know sometimes you have this feeling like, ah, what am I? I'm missing something. And I realized what it was. Yeah, I'm missing the sense of emptiness that comes with the end of a football season. Yes. Which I typically would have yes. this time of year. Right. Yeah, right. I'm like, oh, wait a second. Right. I've got a purpose. Hey, aren't we supposed to be seeing tweets about who the Texans have interviewed for their vacant head coaching Where's job right now? Where's my mock draft review? <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby. Yeah, so we got playoff football. Sold out. Good job, Houston. Sold out NRG Stadium. They announced that yesterday. By the way, welcome in. You Payton sold out like you too before that one album of theirs. Absolutely. that. Uh, they were in all Euro pop. Yeah. Zuropa. Zuropa, thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. It's the worst you knew album exactly ever. what I was talking Zuropa, about. The one right yeah. after Octung Baby, man. It was horrible. It was horrible. They went from being freedom fighters to yeah. sellouts. Yeah. What are you yeah. doing, Go man? Go die, Bono. They've got a residency in Vegas now, I've been told, is very, very in that sphere. There's two things that I'm going to take down this week. One is the damn Cleveland Browns, and the other, and the other one is Bono, Bono and the Edge. Yeah. <laughs> By God, this is 20 years in the making, <laughs> both of these. All right, so the game is sold out, and we're fired up today. Game is sold out. Tickets still available on the resale market. We should mention that. Get there early. We should mention that as well. you got no excuse not to be in your seat at kickoff. The damn game's at 3.30. Dude, have you seen the Brian Cushing is the one leading the team onto the field. Brian yeah, Cushing is yeah. repping H-Town. They put this short little video together. It's about 30 seconds long. It's scary. That I didn't want to end. Well, it was very yeah. WWE. Yeah, yeah. Very WWE. Scary in a good way, everybody. Yeah, like yeah. Cushing. They, 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 the first shot is zoomed in on just these two hands yeah. cracking their own knuckles. And then they show Cushing headbutting a Cleveland Brown from like back 10 years ago. The yeah. one where he busted his head open. And then they show like you see the top of a person's head and then their face rises. And it's the scariest view of Brian Cushing you're ever going to see. It looks like... It looks like a WWE entrance video. Yeah, it's scary in a good way. Like yes. it's, uh, it's almost like you're watching um, 
Like if you came home and told your dad that the drunk guy next door uh, tried to get you to go into the house or something. And he gets that look in your face and they're like, oh, yeah. and then he leaves. You're right. like, oh my God, I hope dad's not going to jail. Right. Oh boy. It's, oh. Yes. It's not as scary because that guy's on our side. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Cushing's going to beat off whatever weird. Hey, thump that, Ben? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's beat up. I didn't beat, beat up. Not beat off. Sorry, what's in my brain? <laughs> you're excited. So for, you're excited for Football Friday. Yeah. You're excited for Football wearing, Friday. I'm wearing 27 year old headphones because oh I forgot my, my own. God. I can barely. I don't know what to do with myself. Oh my god! You remember there was an offensive lineman, Randall McDaniel, for I the do, I remember. Bucks. He used to. I only knew this because I think Kylie. No, it was somebody. I, I, I played with somebody who had roomed with him for a while. Um, and it was, uh, he was a hell of a guy to room with because the night before games, he wouldn't sleep. This is a Randall McDaniel. Yeah. Randall McDaniel hall of fame offensive lineman would his routine that he stumbled onto. Cause I think he used to not be able to sleep the night before big games was he would sit up and drink coffee and watch TV all night long. And then he'd go play football with not, I do not recommend this for anybody. Uh, but for him, it worked. He also like, he was, he had that really weird long stance. My point is this. If you can't sleep tonight because you're so excited, that's fine. It's a good thing. You're you're just yeah. you've got the same level of amped upness as Hall of Fame offensive lineman Randall McDaniel. Ben really did dump that. No, he, no, it's good that he did. Oh, okay, it's good that he gotcha. did. Okay, they they heard it on the internet. Yeah, of uh, course. Yeah, but that's good. I didn't want it. People don't need to hear about Brian. Yeah, Cushing that's true. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got you. Um, so we're fired up for this, man. C.J. Stroud is back for this one. That's the big difference. The bi- I was listening in on Cleveland, Seth, before the show, as you may have noticed. Yeah, um, they're big. Th- they're very distracted up there right now. Apparently, there is a carriage dispute going on between the NBC affiliate <gasps> and one of the bigger cable providers up there. So they n- might not be able to watch. There, it? well, some people might not be well, able to. The, it's on the Peacock they're, network. They're, right? they're, they're scrambling. Stop well, that! No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, Jenja. <laughs> um, no, it's on NBC. It's on Peacock, but it's uh, the Chiefs Dolphins game is only on the Peacock. That's yeah. only on Peacock. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Texans okay. game is on NBC. Okay. So there's a big issue going on up in Cleveland right now. Apparently, similar to uh, KHOU here in DirecTV, yeah. which I think is still going on. I mean, we've been piecing together things with apps. So for our DirecTV people have to get Peacock. They uh, to want to watch this game. N- our direct? No, no, we're fine here in Houston. I thought the people with DirecTV were having a hard time. Oh, getting it's NBC. KHOU. I got you. Get yeah, it's K-H-O-U. NBC. Okay. It's NBC. Yeah, no, right. no. This Continue is- on. Yeah, thank you. In, Cle- in Cleveland, there's a big carriage dispute. So I'm listening to Cleveland radio this morning, and while they should be focused on things like can Joe Flacco throw for 350 yards again? Yeah. Can Amari Cooper get behind the Texans defense like he did last time? Can the Texans generate zero pass rush? These things are all going to change, people. Because the Texans, we're going to get to the injury report here in a second. But they're very distracted. They're like piecing things together. Apparently, like sports bars up there are going to be playing it on Univision and streaming in the radio feed. Oh, really? Very oh, distracted wow. up wow. in Cleveland, Seth. Very distracted. Yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah. tough. I feel bad for them. Yeah. Hmm. So Yeah, really bad. The amount of hate I got from Cleveland just for mentioning that Lake Erie is polluted. And <laughs> like all of them are like, no, it doesn't catch on fire anymore, dumbass. Anymore. And I look it up in a like list of most polluted lakes in America. Lake Erie typically makes the top ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't catch on fire. Yeah. So That's it's not polluted, right? That's the standard. My God, no, I don't let my children swim in it, but it's not polluted not like it used to it's be. It's not flammable anymore, right? Um, this injury report that we got yesterday was 
I, it was better than the best case scenario I thought yesterday. Yeah. To be honest with you, it looks like Will Anderson was practicing, so his week looked a lot like the last couple weeks where they just rested him until Friday, and then he did a few things. He was limited. That was that was expected, I think. Yeah. Them getting Noah Brown and Jonathan Grenard back yesterday is big stuff. Is huge. Yeah. And, and Jonathan Grenard actually talked to some folks. We'll hear from Grenard a little later on in the show, probably in the next segment. We'll we'll hear from Jonathan Grenard about how he's feeling. But he's going to go. It looks like on. Saturday, tomorrow, and Noah Brown is going. Looks like he's going to give a go of it. Both are going to be worked out before the game, and you know, technically game time decision. I can't imagine these guys getting on the practice field and then not trying to give it a go in the game. Oh yeah. So what does this mean? The Jonathan Grenard one means you're going to get your two premier pass rushers plus Derek Barnett, who's played really, really well for the Texans, going against as you pointed out many times. Um, my words here, janky backup, backup tackles. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, they're the fourth and fifth yes. options on that team. The, the Browns lost their top three offensive tackles. It's the, it's really when you look at their roster, it's the one actual weakness they have on their team. They're, it's a very well built and well constructed roster, and they happen to, I'll, yeah, luck into Joe Flacco. I credit them for signing him, but it was just dumb luck that he was the right guy for dumb that. Dumb luck. Yeah. Um, it, but, like that's the that's the big key, and I, and I don't want to give short shrift to like you said, Derek Stingley or even uh, Majai Sanders, who's showing up. Derek and, Barnett. What you, did I say? You said Derek Stingley. Well, he's out there too. He's, he's Sean. AFC yes. Defensive yes. Player of the Month. Yes, yes. but you Derek meant Barnett. Barnett. You meant Barnett. Um, there's so many damn Dereks. I know that's going to be the days. end of you. These Dereks, yeah. So. Uh, like they've always played with a rotation all year long. So the the good thing is that I think they're better able to withstand. Those guys, Grenard and Will Anderson, only getting limited reps, but those two guys just show up and and, and can be a huge, huge factor in this. You game. get guys, you get the two of them at eighty percent, and you're going to be in really good shape, yeah. I think. And I don't want to give short shrift to the interior <laughs> defensive linemen either, like Rankins and Collins, both being out and there great. and practicing. Khalil huge. Davis has showed up big. Yep. Kurt Heinrich got half a sack a couple weeks ago. Yeah, like the entire defensive line over the course of the second half of the season is very good. That does coincide with honestly. This Browns team is, in a lot of ways, uh, uh, almost a mirror image of the Texans. They run a a Kubiak-Shanahan system offensively. That's one of the reasons that Flacco has been able to do as well as he has, because Gary Kubiak taught him all about the bootleg and whatnot. Um, But then defensively, too, you look at what... The reason Matt Burke was hired by D'Amico Ryans, or at least one of the reasons, was that Matt Burke, when he first came into the NFL, was working for Jim Schwartz. In Tennessee, Jim Schwartz is currently the defensive coordinator for the Browns, and they share a lot of the same elements of defensive ends that are cocked out wide and just get after it. They fly around all over the place, and their defensive line and their defense in general got a lot better over the second half of the season the same way the Texans did. So, like, these two teams, they really are in a lot of respects, like, both the the team that's rising and getting better as the season goes along. They're the exact opposite of, say, a Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, and a few other teams. I mean, these two teams that play after them, Kansas City and Miami, two teams that have been going backwards at the end of the year. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. So, Grenard back is big. I think Noah Brown back. If he does play, he's listed as yeah. questionable. He's limited. He practiced yesterday. The only person that didn't participate in practice yesterday was Jerry Hughes. He's out for the game. So, they're going to be missing Jerry Hughes. I feel bad for Jerry Hughes. He doesn't get a chance to play a playoff game in front of his hometown here that that's unfortunate um getting Noah Brown back to me with the combination of Robert Woods practicing again yesterday again Woods and Brown both listed as questionable 
But when you go into three wide receiver sets, there's no Mechie or, Hut- or Hutchinson out there. No disrespect yeah. to either of those guys. They're just both having a really hard time getting open. That's the whole thing. You know, Like when you're looking at uh, a spread of receivers and what you want athletically, Tank Dell was that perfect guy that was just like he, he offered something different than anybody else on your roster. That quick twitch, that ability to get open quickly. And those two guys, those two young guys just don't have that same thing. So in lieu of that, with Woods and Brown at least, you can have guys that are, that, that are veterans that understand coverage that can – that can tweak their way to being just open enough, and hopefully that's enough, especially if Nico Collins is getting extra attention from Jim Schwartz in that defense. All right, text message. I didn't want to wake you up this morning, but waking up and driving to work and y'all starting the show this way got me excited yeah. to get this day over with. Go Texans. That's Z from the T right there. He didn't want to wake us up? Yeah, he, I, I guess. He must have, yeah, he's doing voice to text. Yeah. Be careful driving, Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of crazies out there. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. All right, so here we go. Football Friday, playoff football here in the city of Houston. Injury report yesterday, about as good as you can expect. We haven't even gone over the Browns injury report. That, there's something to be really excited about, everybody. Yes. Really excited Great about. Tease, it's Seth playoff C-Pain. time. I'm not going to sit here and act like, nope. oh, nope. we don't want I'd rather play against the best version of the Browns. Sorry. Screw that. We're rooting Screw for injuries. That. Yeah, there was a big one at Browns this practice. This is war, baby. That's right. There's a big one at Browns practice yesterday that we will get to. What does it all mean? We'll hear from Jonathan Grenard, too. We just said he's ready to go. You'll hear from him that he's ready to go, and we shall do that next. This is, I'll tell you what. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's a football Friday playoff edition on Sports Radio 610. Here's Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you. Football Friday. Great to be with you. Great to be with you. Browns, Texans, 3.30. Sold out. Tickets still out there on the secondary market, but sold out. And uh, very anxious to see, man. Anxious to see how Houston shows up for this one in terms of keeping as much of the Browns element out of the stadium on Saturday. I don't worry too much about that. Like, on it, like, what are you going to do? <laughs> no, no, I'm not worried like, about yeah. it. I'm well, just curious. I mean, like the whole the, yeah. the whole concept of like keeping the Browns out. Like, it's ticket brokers mostly that are the issue. It's not like it's not like the ticket brokers whose livelihood is selling those tickets are going to sit there and be like, you know what? 
I'm going to Jerry Maguire this thing. I'm going to write a letter to all the other no, ticket brokers. No, I'm not worried and, about yeah. the dynamics of the secondary ticket market. Yeah. I'm worried about the noise in the stadium. Oh, the noise yeah, in the yeah, stadium. That's, yeah, that's all. I don't care yeah. how they got the I could, No, I could tell you, because I told you, I flew uh, from Cleveland on the way in for the Christmas Eve game, and uh, there was curiously few Browns fans there. Maybe so. their passion for their team is a little overrated. I think it is. Yeah, yeah maybe I think so. I think they need their one true leader, Deshaun Watson, and without him, <laughs> they're going to basically soft boycott this Joe Flacco character. I love that he was not a topic one tiny little bit this not week. to mention there's obviously as florio would tell you obviously got to be some anti-italian american sentiment I'm there sure. too in cleveland they're like not this not this flacco right. character i don't even know if he's italian but it sounds like he might be That's yeah right. um let's make sure we pay off to the people here what uh, what you so skillfully teased into this segment big browns news injury wise denzel ward their top cornerback they've got a good secondary He's the best of a very good lot of cornerbacks that they have. Yeah. He hurt his knee in practice yesterday and popped up on the injury report listed as questionable for the game on Saturday. We don't know to what extent the knee is injured. There was very little information out there yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I got to think at the very least, if it's Seth, if it's enough to put him on the injury report the day before they're traveling to Houston for the game, I got to think at least it's going to be a factor, right? Like, yeah. he's at least going to be a little gimpy for this thing. Yeah, I, I would. I, I think exactly. And um, I don't know. For him to, get out of it, to, to be sent out of practice, it's, it, it's not something that you want to bank on, but it's uh, something that could be interesting. And it's something that, okay, this is what, for a team in the Texans that just attacked their previous opponent on the very first play from scrimmage. Yeah. I think that Bobby Slowick is going to go after Ward. If Ward's out there, he'll go after him early and often and see exactly what he has. So you know, like, right away, like, all right, what do we have here? Remember when Richard Sherman in one of his last playoff games had that? It was in the Super Bowl, right? He had that bum wing, and he was kind of lining up with, like, holding his hand because his shoulder was all screwed up. And I don't feel that they tested Sherman enough. Like, he should have been. Like, in that moment, like, okay, let's see what the blood in the water is here. Yeah. Let's see if he's just, because Sherman could have been faking it a little bit or something, like trying to bait them. Uh, yeah, I would say just immediately go after Ward and see exactly what he's got. Yeah, the, um, look, getting Noah Brown back is big for this receiving course. You got three, like, vet pros out there now with Woods and Brown and Nico. I don't think there's nine catches for 195 yards in Nico Collins' future this weekend. Denzel Ward being banged up certainly makes it, uh, it, it amps down the degree of difficulty of Nico having a Nico game. Yeah. Does Nico Collins need to have a Nico Collins game to for the Texans well, to win this thing on I mean, yeah, Saturday? Like, what is a Nico Collins game? If all you're concerned about is actual production, then I no, he doesn't need to have that. He doesn't need to have 195 yards, and it's not like that's a, a typical – Output for any wide receiver. Um, that was an awesome. That was just awesome. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is that can he command extra attention? If he's commanding extra attention, then then you're going to hopefully open things up for all those for other guys. And for those like, okay, if Noah Brown and Robert Woods are out there, they know how to take advantage of that. The other part, though, too, is I, I wonder with Jim Schwartz. Like, Jim Schwartz is cocky in a good way. Like, very, very cocky. And he's got the best pass defense in the league. And I wonder if he looks at Nico Collins like many other people do right now where they're trying to figure out, like, all right, Are you is this one? guy for real? Are you a one? Yeah, Are yeah. Are you elite? Are you a, yeah. <laughs> Are you an elite? Oh, we've got an yeah. elite quarterback in yeah. Joe Flacco. Are right. you an elite wide receiver yeah. on your side of the ball? And maybe maybe he is telling his guys like, "We know what? Well, what are we going to do? We're going to sell we're going to we're just going to sell out completely on bracketing Nico Collins." So there might be some opportunity there where Jim Schwartz is a little bit of beating his chest. Like that's his whole 
That's his whole thing. Like, Schwartz wants his guys to be cocky. He wants to run around and have a lot of swag, which is great. I love the way they operate. Like, Schwartz is kind of like, Schwartz and D'Amico get the same results just with different personalities. Sure. But they, they ultimately, they want guys that are super confident and go out and just want to be ass kickers. Yeah, yeah. And um, they, I, I think that... Maybe hubris ends up being something that you could upend a little bit if you get them the right way. Yeah, they go at it the same way with very different personalities. I yeah. think that's that's a good way to put it. The Texans are getting Jonathan Grenard back in this game. You can't overstate the importance of that. They're going to have Will Anderson and John Grenard out there, it would appear. Here's Grenard yesterday in the locker room saying he feels good. Felt really good. I mean, um, definitely, I've been out for a little bit, uh, not too long, but just getting back in the swing and stuff, um, felt pretty good, you know. Um, just going to continue to see where we go and progress through the week, and uh, Saturday we're going to be good to go. This is a great opportunity for Grenard personally in this game, Seth, because he was having the perfect contract year um, prior to banging up that ankle against Cleveland in Week 16. Mm-hmm. He had 12 and a half sacks. He was ascending as the season was going on. He had big games without Will Anderson on the other side. He was defending the run all season long, as you've pointed out many, many times. And then he gets a little ankle tweak. I say a little, little. ankle tweak. Yeah. He's trying to diminish yeah, no, 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 I caught myself. Sean. I caught myself. I caught myself. But, but an, no, I mean, it's not it, like a broken ankle or anything. No, an unfortunate that, yeah. ankle tweak because yeah. I feel like Grenard's injuries in previous years were things like, all right, he just might not be able to hold up to the rigors of an NFL season. Whereas this one, he just he landed wrong on an ankle. Somebody his teammate landed yeah, on him. Yeah, yeah, like it's just unfortunate. It, which is another one, by the way, that when we talk about the injuries from the previous game, that was like – that. It wasn't like the Texans went in. They went into it banged up, but not as banged up as they were with, within like the first drive. Yeah, because they lost Jimmy Ward within the first few snaps. They lost John Grenard yeah. on that first drive. Yeah, um, and Le- then Stephen Nelson was in and out of the game. Yeah, like literally you, Ward and Grenard. You could argue in that game for who was available. Your two most important guys. Yeah. in that game they lose them both. So you're right. That's a big difference. But for Grenard personally. He was having the perfect contract year, and then he gets banged up. And the only knock on Grenard really could be like, okay, well, if he gets injured, then the injury thing pops back up. Yeah. He's got a chance to make a big statement personally against backup tackles yeah. on Saturday. I, and look, and this is one thing, too, as far as just I, – I don't know if it's good or bad for the Texans. I'm not going to worry about any contract stuff or anything. But there's a long history of guys showing up in the playoffs – as pass rushers, and then kind of parlaying that into more money than than they typically get. The Ravens tend to do this a lot. They send these guys off that have like go off in the playoffs or have one big single year, and then they kind of wither away. That's why I, I think Casario knows that too. So ultimately, ultimately, this is what you have to wish for, Texans fans. You almost have to hope and wish that Grenard has such an awesome playoffs that the financially smart thing for the Texans to do is not sign him. And then you can always remember him. We'll always have. January in February yeah, maybe. of 2024. Maybe. Yeah, hey man. Slowick was saying this week we're just finding a way, trying to find a way to play four more games, man. It's like if Brooks Reed could have gotten, uh, if, he, if he could have been a free agent oh, after that 2012 playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he, yeah, like wrecked Tom Brady. You remember Peter? Yeah, Peter King made him the the. Projected defensive player of the Peter year. Peter King picked the wrong 2011 rookie from the Texans <laughs> as defensive player of the year. So kids, after 2000, the 2012 playoffs, um, well, no, it was, yeah, the 2000, 2011, the 2011 season. season. Yeah, they, yeah. Uh, JJ Watt was starting to come into his own, but yeah. Brooks Reed and Connor Barwin really went off in the playoffs. Yeah. They were super productive. Yeah. And Peter King, I, who I give, him, I, I thank him and give him credit for just giving the Texans some due, giving them their due, was he he named Brooks Reed the Defensive Player of the Year the, in the preseason. Yeah. We, okay, 
we, next time we talk to JJ, if yeah. and when we get a chance to talk to him, we've got to ask him about that. I wonder if, if like, if JJ saw that, like, you're picking, you're not picking me for defensive player of the year. You're picking a different I, draft classmate of yeah, mine. I, 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 I'm guessing he wouldn't have felt felt that way just because, like, he still had he hadn't become full blown JJ yet. I get, but he was getting there. He, uh, yeah, he, but it he was had still, the pick six. He was. We talked to him when we talked to him a couple months ago. We talked about like, man, I sucked my rookie year, and he, he came on at the end of the season. Yeah. But I also think uh, I'm blanking on the name of the defensive line coach who's just awesome, Bill Kolar. Bill Kolar. Yeah. He's like basically Bill Kolar tore, tore down his self esteem every day. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm more. Ju- I'm more just curious if he saw it. Yeah. Yeah. JJ. yeah like, yeah. did you did you happen to see that back? Because it's become legend now that Brooks Reed was picked. That's for true. He DP probably. Yeah, I, I'm sure we kind of chuckle about it, but yeah. I'm guessing those guys didn't know. I'm cu- yeah, I'm just like curious. when I asked Altuve about Verlander's big speech in the ALCS, and uh, uh, he was like, what was that again? <laughs> Seth, so when- Seth brought up Justin Verlander's speech in the dugout in the World Series. Which in my mind, I remembered as Verlander <laughs> ducking into the dugout with his with ice on his shoulder and right. his shirt off, but right. like yelling at him right. and like uh, uh, telling everybody, "Let's go, guys!" And that in my mind, the entire dugout oh, was wrapped with was, like they were just it, they 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 had their eyes glued it, on Justin. Verlander. It was a linchpin turning point moment in the World Series, and I went back, and that is how it was treated yeah. in the media in a lot of ways. Seth asked Ver, or Seth asked Altuve about it, and uh, when was that again? Yeah. So I went back and watched it, and basically it's like, Verlander ducks his head like, in. He like yells a, a couple of things. There are people angry, walking by him, ignoring yeah, him no, completely. Dude, he's like, like the yeah. homeless guy standing on the median out here. He's like, open holding a sign. <laughs> but the shot. Want the to shot. win World Series. <laughs> we'll work for dog food. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, here's another one from John Gernard. I wanted you to hear this one, Seth, because this is about the defensive line as a whole. They yeah. broke the team. It wasn't just the defensive line, but it was largely the defensive line. The Texans, as a defense, broke the team record for sacks in a season this year. Yeah. Here was John Grenard on, and John Jonathan Grenard led the way with 12 and a half. Here is, here's his take on that. That's a testament to the guys we got in our room, man. We got guys all walks of life. We got guys who are long deals, short-term deals, guys who are drafted, undrafted, all of these things going into it. Um, but to see everything come to fruition, what we've worked on all the way since OTAs and even newer guys that come in and just understanding what the common goal is, it's been very exciting to see. So that way we're, we're, we're definitely encouraged to try to continue to stack that up and make that record go even higher. Um, yeah, they've, as you pointed out, they've built some depth on the defensive line. Yeah. You know, there's there's not – some of the positions on the team, you know, there's still a team where there's a big drop-off from the mm-hmm. top guys. And the top guys are the top guys on this defensive line, but the backups have turned into productive players as well. I bet, You know what um, – you know what's funny is a lot of the issue last time with Joe Flacco wasn't even necessarily that they couldn't get a pass rush on Joe Flacco. It's that they couldn't contain Joe Flacco. So everybody let that sink in for a moment because I'm tired of reading all of these wild card previews from around the league where people keep saying things like, well, Joe Flacco's not that mobile or anything. Where he's actually, like, this is not, honestly, this is a different version of Joe Flacco than he was when they won the Super Bowl. And a lot of it does go back to when Gary Kubiak was the Ravens' offensive coordinator and introduced a lot of the play-action elements and boot elements. And and you realize, okay, Joe Flacco can actually throw on the run pretty well. And he can actually evade pressure pretty well. So you can't go in there thinking that your, your, your pass-rushing 
old Tom Brady or something. Like, right. he can get out and move. I get tired of hearing people say he came in off the couch, which I just like, I just, call it a Davenport or something, media people. It's getting to be way too cliche by now because it, it gives you this image of this, some fat guy sitting on the couch. Sure. And like, no, he's, he's spry. Yeah. He's athletic. He can move. And most importantly, yeah. he can throw on the run. So it's, you don't have to worry about him running for 75 yards. You got to worry about yep. him creating enough space to throw on the run. And that's where, Aside from Will Anderson and John Grenard, who have turned into very disciplined pass rushers, um, just the the D-line as a whole needs to be better about containing Joe Flacco, making it difficult for him from the pocket. Absolutely. Keep him in the pocket for sure. Um, I mentioned in the open that there's one big thing that I don't miss right now that we've experienced literally the last three years and at this time of year, and it's the Texans announcing that they've interviewed such-and-such such or so-and-so for their head coaching position, their vacant head coaching position. Um, the Panthers, and this ties to the Texans, Seth. The Panthers announced yesterday they've conducted three virtual interviews for the head coaching vacancy, um, getting them to four so far. Now, I haven't seen who the first... Oh, okay, the first one was... The first interview they did was interim coach Chris Tabor. So they're interviewing the guy who coached them down the stretch last year for the head coaching yeah. job. They did a virtual interview with him. They co- They interviewed three more candidates yesterday. Ravens OC Todd Monken... Ravens, D.C., Mike McDonald, and then Panthers, D.C., their own defensive coordinator, Ijiro Ivero. Bobby Slowick has had permission requested to interview by the Carolina yeah. Panthers. The, the, the Panthers have asked the Texans permission to interview Bobby Slowick. Bobby Slowick, in his press conference on Thursday, said, man, I'm totally focused on this Cleveland game. Totally fo-. Now, he could do a virtual interview if he wanted to, even with his team playing right now. I was... I was not excited because I think eventually Slowick is going to interview, but I was glad to see that the whole thing about I'm super focused on Cleveland. Yeah. If he's not doing these interviews here, that tells me he's super focused on Cleveland. Yeah, I think so. And I th- it's almost. He may interview like, today. Like, Who guys, knows? Are, guys are really good at, you know, giving coach speak and giving. Um, but but I do think like Slowick's part of. Slowick strikes me as one of these guys. It's kind of a, a pure NFL guy. Um, you know, like that that just wants to be able to focus in and dial in on the football compared to a college coach who can have to get up and make adamant denials that he's thinking about going anywhere at all. Uh, like, I don't know. I don't know if he's got that in his bag to actually give up and kind of lie about not being interested in something. I do think I'm feeling more and more that he really went into this with like a two or three year plan where like he's committed to this and wanted to, uh, you know, be work with D'Amico while he's potentially also learning how to be a head coach and just focus on the task at hand. The only thing I worry about is that the first time in your life that somebody throws 20 to $50 million in your face, it can, it can kind of jostle. It can kind of jostle the foundation of whatever plan you changes the calculus. (laughs) Like in my previous, My previous, like, like right out of college, I took better jobs because it was yeah. like a difference of like five thousand dollars. Sean, long ago I committed fifty million thrown yeah. at you. Long ago I committed to never having sex for money. Um, yeah. If somebody offered me twenty five million dollars, I, I might, I might, I you might, definitely yeah. would for yeah. sure, for yeah. sure. I probably would. I might be. I might. I might be tempted. Maybe. Maybe. All right, we're gonna get in some headlines. It is a headline heavy day for the Texans. Injury report: big, little hardware for one of our favorite Texans. That we'll get to a lot of Astros news yesterday as well that we'll get into a lot of speaking of deals getting signed a ton of Astro deals that we need to dig into as well in headlines. We will do that next. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's a Football Friday Playoff Edition on Sports Radio 610. Live from Twin Peaks Studios, here's Payne and Pendergast with today's headlines. All right, headlines, let's get to it. Browns-Texans, 3.30 kick. Game is sold out. Good job, Houston. Game is sold out. Get in early. Um, text message. I'm just going to read this in headlines here because I want if you're if you fit into this category, we want to hear from you. Text in. We want to read them. Seven one three five seven two four six ten five four one six. I live in North Texas in Denton County. I just got off work, fellas. Getting home, packing up the vehicle, waiting for wifey to get off work, and then headed down south for the playoff game tomorrow. Super excited that it's a five hour drive. Season ticket holder, make the drive every game. Let's yeah. do this. I don't think he's saying it's super excited that it's a five-hour drive. I choose to he's believe just, yeah. he's super excited because okay. he'll get to listen to Sports Radio oh, 610 oh, oh, all five hours. Oh, I see. No, you're I right. I would you're be exactly very right. excited. I you're like exact, driving. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, yeah that he gets to listen to the uh, us and in the loop. All the preview the, yeah. and everything. Okay, Absolutely. good call. Good call, Sean. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, Here's another one. And, and, and I hope anybody that is in charge of lighting of the downtown buildings, if you're listening right now, this is a shout-out to you to do the right thing. 6156 says, Go Texans. Great show, boys, as always. I'm kind of disappointed there's only two buildings downtown with outline colors repping the Texans. Oh, okay. I don't we know gotta, how that all works. We gotta, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I don't either, but if someone, if anybody with in a position of influence in these buildings is listening, make these buildings red, white, Do and I blue. Do I bring tonight. my Christmas lights over to like, donate to the cause or something? You and I are going to get a, an 800-foot ladder and just string lights up on the I biggest said, buildings <laughs> in downtown. That would get some people talking. I tried to. I was at, uh, when I was flying on Christmas weekend, there was somebody, there were like a bunch of uh, like uh, Christmas displays at this, the gate that I was flying out of yeah. that apparently they hadn't put up or they were taken down earlier or something. But I, was, I thought about like... Trying to grab the, there was like a six foot tall Christmas tree. I was going to grab it and like act like I was going to try to walk onto the plane with that as my carry on and see what the flight attendant would do. You need someone like, filming you. That's one of those things you hate to waste it with nobody yeah, filming you. Then I felt like, oh, now I'm just another dirty YouTuber. Yeah. I'm, I'm what's wrong with America. Well, people love when people make a ruckus at an airport. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> that, that's actually, I'd, end, I'd be on a watch list for trying to smuggle a Christmas right, tree. Right, for on. trying to yeah. make a joke. Um, all right. So Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I didn't realize we were banning Christmas at yeah, United Airlines. That's right. Sorry about it. That's right. <laughs> Look I, at this patriot that tried to take a Christmas tree onto patriot. an airplane and they wouldn't let him. That's right. <laughs> um, injury news for the Texans. Good injury news for the Texans on both fronts. Oh. Texans front and Browns front. Let's start with the Texans. Sorry, I forgot we were on headlines. That's okay. I, I'm so I wanted excited. To make, I, this is, I know. Me too. I'm very excited for tomorrow. Um, and this got me excited. Jonathan Grenard. Noah Brown, Will Anderson, all back at practice yesterday. Anderson, we expected it. I think he, he's played the last couple games. Um, Jonathan Grenard and Noah Brown both. Like, I would have signed up in a second for just one yeah. of I don't know which one because I think Noah Brown is pretty important. I would have signed up for Grenard just because yeah. he, he, can, he can change a game. But getting both these guys back is massive. That's what I asked for when I sat on the gate attendant's lap and pretended she was Santa. <laughs> I said... <laughs> 
This is what I would tree like. Tree under one arm. Yeah. <laughs> I said, if you're a true American, you'll let me sit on your lap and pretend you're Santa. And I want Noah Brown and Jonathan Grenard back. for healing of Texans players. Yes. 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 Yeah. Well, you no, got your wish. True. And it is, uh, there's nothing There's nothing like uh, the, the adrenaline and the endorphins of the playoffs to help a guy play through an ankle injury. Yeah. And that's what I hope for for John Grenard. That that's what this feels like. I yeah. thought about this yesterday. That that that's this feels like. All right, if I can walk, I'm gonna go yeah. and just see how it goes. You that's know? What, you know what honestly too. That's the benefit of having a coach like D'Amico and and you know several other coaches in the league. There's guys. There's guys for whom players will play injured, and then there's guys who will not play injured for like like I, I remember. Uh, Denny Green was that way. I can remember Robert Smith's older brother, Fernando Smith. Um, he was a teammate of mine for a year, and he had played in Minnesota. And he said that like Denny Green was just that kind of guy that like he had a way of getting guys to go to war. A bunch of professional athletes that you know, if you want to be cynical as hell, it's all about the money and everything. Some coaches just find a way to make it more like your high school football team. I feel like D'Amico's got a little bit of that vibe yeah. to him, or a lot bit of that vibe to him. Yep, for sure. Um, as far as injury news goes on the Cleveland side of things, this is big. I mean, at least in terms of the headline, you know, we'll see how severe it is. But Denzel Ward tweaked his knee in practice yesterday, enough to where they put him on the injury report. So Denzel Ward is listed as questionable for this game. Yeah, I, you know, We have no idea the severity of the knee injury. I can't. I, I would, this feels yeah. like if he can walk, he's going to give it a go. I would, I would imagine that... Like he's like you said, he's gonna try to make it go, and then it's just a matter of all right, how much does his body? You can be tough as hell, but how much does your body allow you to do? Um, and does it take him down from being an awesome corner to just a guy out there? Yeah. And if if that's the case, I think like Slowick, uh, Slowick's very sneaky with his uh, his appearance and demeanor. I think I think Slowick at, at his core is a savage, and I think we saw that on the first play of last week's drive when Nico Collins got hit deep. I think they'll test uh they'll go out and they'll see exactly what Denzel Ward can and can't do As early on and, and figure out, you know, what they're working with. As they should. Um Derek Stingley Jr., AFC defensive player of the month for the month of December slash January, basically for the last six weeks of the season. Um so I you know look we're we got playoff football to worry about. The Jets can go worry about if their cornerback that got drafted last year is better than the Texans. All I know is the Texans cornerback is playing in the playoffs and just won Defensive Player of the Month. Mm-hmm. Did Sauce Gardner ever win Defensive Player of the Month last year? I don't know that he did. i got to go look that up. But Derek Stingley Jr., some of the stats on this are incredible. He allowed a 1.7 passer rating over those six weeks when targeted by opposing teams. I, this, is the longest stretch. this is the longest stretch where we've seen – him look like exactly what you hoped he could be and so much of it you know it's it's in such stark contrast to some of the guys on the Texans defense over the last few weeks who have struggled making plays on the ball it's the classic the most frustrating thing in the world where they've got guys pretty well covered but they're just not making plays on the ball and and Amari Cooper credit to Amari Cooper and Joe Flacco for some nice throws and catches Except that some of them, at the very least, should have been more contested than they were in that last game. You know, guys were like, there were times where Amari Cooper was pretty much blanketed and guys couldn't make a play on the ball. Stingley makes those plays. And the other thing he does, too, that's really cool to see is he's starting to get a nice feel for baiting a little bit. Yeah. And he can close, like, he can close ground a lot faster than I think quarterbacks are sometimes ready for. And uh, so, like, when he's in man, 
he's turning, twisting, contorting, and making plays on the ball. And then in zone at times, he's kind of just sitting, reading the eyes of the quarterback, and then pouncing when when it's time. And he did that in the Browns game on a PBU. Yep. Um, led the NFL with nine passes defended during that time frame. So you, he's making play, nobody's making more plays on the ball than Derek Stingley Jr. over the course of the second half of the season. Uh, let's get to a little bit of uh, Astros here. The Astros took care of a lot of business yesterday, a lot of family business. They had seven guys who were arbitration eligible. Remember, arbitration was a big topic last year because they eventually went to arbitration with Kyle Tucker. Tucker was looking for $7.5 million last year. The Astros offered five, and the Astros won that battle. And it's been framed as sort of a point of contention when time comes to maybe get Kyle Tucker in the yeah. fold long term. That like this, we don't know if it is. I'm just saying there's a narrative out there. Uh, they avoided that this time around with Kyle Tucker. The two sides agreed to a 12 million dollar deal for next year. Yesterday was sort of the deadline to get all that done. Other players that got their deals done yesterday: Framber Valdez, the big winner, 12.1 million for Framber next season. And then a few lower-level contracts, $3.75 million for Jose Urquidy. Chas McCormick gets $2.85. Luis Garcia gets a little under $2 million. Brian Abreu, the biggest bargain of them all, $1.75 million for Brian Abreu, who if Presley were in here would probably be the closer for this yeah, team. Yeah. So the Astros spend about $37 million yesterday on six key members of the team for the upcoming season. That went quick. Yeah. I hate it when I sometimes catch like when you're looking at baseball, you always got to look at the the arbitration estimates. Sometimes I make the mistake of looking where they are on the luxury tax yeah, threshold, man. and I and I like it just the pure numbers before arbitration, and and you think, oh, we're so rich. Yeah. Um. But the Kyle Tucker part, the fact that there won't be any drama with that or anything. Yeah, that's, that's nice. good. Dubon yeah. is the only one still left. Although I feel like with Kyle Tucker, it's also. It feels a little bit just kind of like prelude to, oh yeah, I'm totally going to free agency. Yeah, you know, yeah, like it, it just is. if it were if it were more contentious, then it might feel like, oh okay, well, there's some back and forth going. Yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, wait, glass half full. I'll say, yeah, maybe there's actually something in the works, and this is just you know prelude to like, okay, we got something going. We don't need to distract ourselves with a protracted drama on this front. Yeah, I just look yeah. at it. We've seen both scenarios now. The team and Kyle Tucker kind of at odds yeah. on worth. And them agreeing on it, agreeing on it feels better uh, going into this season. Good job, Dana Brown. Got me excited uh, having Roger Clemens on yesterday, just hearing how yeah. excited he was for the Texans. Yeah, I got like uh, yeah. he's and he was talking about guys getting back into throwing at yeah, his. Man. I've got my uh, in my eyes. I've got. He talks about it. Guys coming over to pitch at his house. Yeah. Um, which, like, in my mind, I feel like he's got, like, half of his mansion is, uh, like, an, like, a full-size field house, you know, where... Uh, well, they, it's been yeah. on, They've featured him on yeah, the Yeah, I know. I've before. seen it before. But I know... Yeah. I've seen where... He, I've seen the setup, but even just in hearing him talk about it, I feel like there's more that they don't even show on TV. Well, especially the number yeah. of guys. He's like, yeah, all 10 guys are coming over. He said 10 guys yeah. coming over to, maybe he's to do their thing. It. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. He invited us over to come get beaned. In the batting cages. Yeah, it wasn't like he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm sick of you guys. I want to bean you. He was just saying that he doesn't have the control he used to. Right, and then I was like, cool. I would love to get beaned by Roger Clemens would, just to say I got beaned by Roger Clemens. I would like to sit in there and see what, what it feels like. What it looks like. Yeah. Not the fastball, but like a curve. Yeah. Just to actually stand there right in the box and yeah. uh, and like imagine trying to hit something I like that. I texted him after the interview yesterday. I'm trying to keep that alive for yeah. when we can get over there. Closer to baseball season, probably. He didn't text you back, like, lose this number or He texted me back a fist bump. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, fist cool. bump and two check marks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what color was the fist? Was it was it cartoon yellow or did he go I with the actual? I gotta go back like, and look. I think he I may have gone with, with actual that. skin color. First. I went back to uh, yeah. I don't. Uh, I just, yeah. I, what I, are you? Are you a Homer well, Simpson? Well, the problem fist is guy? I do. I'm very. I've got like I've got I've got Italian jeans and I've got right. Irish jeans and like I can go from 
I can be I can be basically half the spectrum on that thing. You're very so versatile. I just go yellow depending yeah. on the time of year. You know, very versatile. All right, Texans and Browns. Texans and Browns on on Saturday. God, I'm still having a hard time saying Saturday. And they played Saturday last week. Three key trios for the Houston Texans for the game tomorrow. And paint me a picture, guy. Just text it in. If you're listening, oh, yeah. Seth is going to pull out his his canvas and my, his palette. My big, uh, my big fro. <laughs> your, your artist fro. Yeah. Seth is going to paint you a picture on how the Texans get the win this Saturday. Awesome. That is next. I'll paint, I'll paint you a picture. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.